Good morning, Real Life. My name is Carrie Muncy, and I am a member of the Real Life family here. I've been attending uh, church here for about 13 years, I think. So I am just really honored and really blessed to be able to be sharing with you today um, some of the things that have happened this year um, and just some of the things that God has been teaching me. So first of all, I just wanted to let you know that last year I moved to Kigali, Rwanda to serve at a mission school there. And that's where I've been for the last year. First, I just want to take some time to thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your encouragement, your Facebook messages, your check-ins, your prayers, and um, and those of you who financially supported me as well. And, and just the church for being so generous to financially support me too. And just can't even tell you truly how much that means to me, how much our church means to me, how much each of you mean to me, and just what a blessing you have been to me. Um, and I just pray that God continues to bless you as well for your generosity, for your faithfulness to him, for your obedience to him. Um, it's just it's so thankful to be part of real life and um, thankful to be part of this family. So I uh, just wanted to let you know that some exciting news also is that Cindy Robinson is going to be moving to Rwanda as well uh, to be serving at the same school that I am at. So I'm going to let her go ahead and share what she will be doing. Hello, Real Life Church. This is Cindy Robinson, and um, I just wanted to tell you guys about an adventure that God is going to bring me on. Um, I have been called to go to Africa for the next three years. I am leaving August 6th, um, and I, while I'll, I'm over there, I will be teaching at a school. It'll actually be the same school that Carrie Muncy is teaching at. She's going to be on the elementary side, and I'll be on the secondary side. And uh, so I will be teaching art um, while I am over there. And um, while I'm there, I will also be able to help with Cindy's Hope, which is, an, I know, an organization that our church sponsors. And um, while uh, with Cindy's Hope, I will be able to um, help with uh, not only teaching, but also with some beautification projects. With my art background, I'm able to paint murals and um, just you know make the uh, environment uh, uh, calming and soothing for the kids to come to school and exciting. Um, I'm also uh, excited for the future that um, the school that I'll be working at called Kicks Kigali International Community School. And while they are wanting to build a, a larger school, um, so their school is starting to pop at the seams, and so they're wanting to build a larger school. And in that project, they're also going to do an adult education section and so in the uh, day I will be teaching uh, in middle and high school kids uh, the art and the beauty of what uh, God has created and then in the evening I'll be able to teach adults um, in their skills and um, be able to show them a way to make money um, using uh, the hands that God gave them and so I'm excited for what God is doing and excited for the adventure that I'm going to be going on and I hope that you will um, uh, see the vision that uh, Carrie and I have for this organization and uh, join up with us in prayer as well as in support. Right, thank you thank so you. much Cindy for sharing that. I'm so so excited. I also just wanted to share with you that our role over there in Rwanda is a missionary role and uh, we are supported um, through two different sending agencies. So if you are interested um, financially in supporting either one of us, there will be in the comment section on our Facebook page a link to each of our individual pages for giving. First of all, um, just wanted to take a time to pray after our introduction. So please pray with me. Heavenly Fathers, thank you. I thank you so much for this church. Uh, God, I thank you for their faithfulness, their generosity. God, just their uh, love and the way that they shine Christ to each person that comes to our doors and each person that they meet. And God, I just, I thank you personally for the blessing that this church is to me, God. I pray that um, you would just speak through me today, Holy Spirit, that you would just say the words that need to be heard um, by those listening, that it would be something that encourages them and God, just something that leads them and draws them closer to you. I just thank you so much in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I just am super excited to be able to share some of the things that have been happening this year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get started just about change. <laughs> That's what I'm going to talk about today is change. And I know that for some of you, when you hear that word, you shudder. Um, sometimes that's my response as well. 
Others of you just grin because you know that this is something that happens all the time. And also some of us like change and sometimes I'm one of those people and so I have to be really careful about remembering that others are not and it's okay either way, right? But I just want us to take some time today to think about change through God's word, through the lens of what um, God has for each of us and also just through some of the experiences that I have had this year and the ways that God has taught me things through that. So first I wanna start with a quote um, by a man named Henry Ward Beecher. Now, if you've never heard of him before and you don't recognize that name, don't feel bad because I think some of you have probably heard of his sister and would recognize her name more. Her name is Harriet Beecher Stowe. Uh, she is well known for writing Uncle Tab's Cabin. And also, um, the two of them shared in common just this idea of abolishing slavery. Henry was a pastor during Civil War times, which obviously, as a country, saw lots of changes happening. And this is what he said about change, which is something that is constantly happening and was constantly happening in his lifetime as well. This is what he said, our days are kaleidoscopes. Every instant a change takes place, new harmonies, new contrasts, new combinations of every sort. And I just, when I saw that quote and really thought about it, that change is a kaleidoscope, it really just made me like think of a kaleidoscope, think of looking through a kaleidoscope. My mom loves those. And so anytime we're somewhere there's a kaleidoscope, we stop and look at one. And if you've ever looked through one, which I'm sure most of you have, you know that as you hold it up to your eye and you're turning the little end, you are seeing a picture that is full of tiny pieces put together to make something beautiful, but it's constantly changing. And it changes like that. Our lives are like that. And some of those are changes that we want to happen. Some of those changes are changes we even choose for ourselves. Some of those changes we would rather not have happen. Change happens all the time, all the time. But we have a choice in how we handle that. And fortunately, we have a source we have a God who is always there. Never will he leave us, never will he forsake us. That's what his God, what God's word says about that. And so even though change is constant, which is kind of an oxymoron, right? We are not alone in that change. But one of my favorite examples from scripture of change that wasn't necessarily welcomed in all parts of it is the story of Joseph. I love this story so much. So Joseph, um, just a quick summary of his life, was favored by his father, or 12 sons, and he was the favorite and everyone knew it. His brothers had had enough and initially were like, let's just kill him. And one brother stuck up for him and was like, ah, there's some Ishmaelites coming by, let's just sell him as a slave. So Joseph, as a teenager, sold into slavery by his brothers. That is a change that he did not choose. That is a change that is hurtful and harmful. So Joseph, being sold into slavery, actually became favored by his master, but then was wrongfully accused by the master's wife, thrown into prison. While in prison, was able to interpret dreams for two of the prisoners that came true. And the one who was restored to his position was like, hey, I'll remember you, I'll tell Pharaoh about you, but he totally forgot. So Joseph's just sitting in prison waiting for a longer time. And then finally, that prisoner remembered him when Pharaoh was needing a dream interpreted and uh, reminded him of Joseph and so recommended Joseph. So Joseph comes, interprets the dream, makes a plan for how to uh, successfully maneuver the, the coming famine. And in that, Joseph's brothers end up coming to him and not recognizing him and needing his help. So here was Joseph's actual response when he made himself known to his brothers. It's in Genesis chapter 45, verses four and five. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. And when they had done so, he said, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. So 
this is a great example of how God used changes in Joseph's life for good. In this entire process through Joseph's story, you see the reliance on God, the understanding of God's promises and trusting in his timing. And I, I just love this example because of things that have happened in my own life and I'm waiting for things to happen and just being able to trust God in all of those changes, whether they were positive or negative. So another verse that comes to mind when I really think about change, Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for the good, for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So when we are experiencing change, whether good, whether challenging, whether scary, whatever the change is, God can and will use everything in our life to turn it around for good in some way. And, and I have personally experienced that many times, but I just wanted to use Joseph as an example. But what I wanna share with you today my first thing is that in change, it's really important for us to keep our eyes on God and not on the change itself. And I, I've had lots of opportunities to practice this and sometimes I have gotten it right and many times I have not. But so thankful that God is faithful no matter what, that God is patient, he is kind, he is loving, just like his word says about him. So. I uh, just wanted to share a few things personally that I have experienced with change. Um, just even from a young child, starting at the age of two, I started losing family members. Um, and so that loss is a change. And by the time I was in college, I actually, my dad had lost all of his immediate family. Um, and so also on my mom's side, some of my closest relatives, I've lost them as well. And so I've experienced loss and change in that way. But I've also even just experienced change in churches. Like I went to one church from birth until I was in second grade. We changed and went to another church until I was in ninth grade. And then I changed and went to another church. And so those weren't all bad. I met a lot of good people. God used people in each one of those churches to speak life into me, to teach me more about who he was, to grow my faith. But it was change. And I know that all of you have multiple examples of change that you've gone through as well. Um, as an adult, I, I have seen a lot of changes in jobs that I've had over the last 20 years. Um, way more than I ever anticipated going into education. But in each of those, um, I learned something positive. I learned something more. God used those to grow me professionally. God used those changes to grow me spiritually. God used some of those changes to put people in my life that challenged me, but also the most exciting ones was putting people in my life that I could then return things that people have done for me and speaking life and encouragement and sharing the love of Christ with them. And, and even seeing uh, one of my dear friends come to Christ through just our conversations and God working on her heart. And that made it all worth it to just work in that place for a few years, to be able to see her come to Jesus. And changes happen always. Always there are changes happening, but we can focus on God in the midst of them where we can see what God is doing. We can focus on him and get the peace that he has for us even when we don't understand what's going on. Or we have the option of focusing on the change itself, which leads to anger sometimes, a spirit of complaint, bitterness. And I've, I've been there. I've been there as well. And God is always willing to forgive. He is always willing to um, have a repentant heart turn around, but it is our choice of how we respond to change. And um, as I was really thinking about change and, and going through some of the things that I've experienced with change, um, one of the verses that really stuck out to me, it says, therefore, just as you received Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him and firm in your faith just as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness and in the midst of change what this says to me is that i need to just be living in him living in the spirit rooted in my faith knowing the promises that god has given me through his word and relying and trusting on those 
more recent example of that in my own life um, is moving to Rwanda. So a little background information with that. Uh, two years ago, I went with a team from Real Life to Rwanda for a 10-day uh, trip where we were supporting and serving with the organization of Cindy's Hope. Um, prior to that, um, early on in my, in my career, in my 20s, I moved to Austria uh, and taught at a mission school there for three years. And in those three years, in my heart was deeply rooted just this love for using education, Christian education, to reach kids for Jesus. And it was an international school. We had about 30 countries represented by our students. And it was an amazing place to be able to share the love of Jesus, to pray with my students, and to lead them in their faith and not just academics. And when I came back in 2007, my plan was that I would be home a year or two and I would go back and serve overseas somewhere because that's just where my heart was. And, and God had different plans. And they were good ones. And part of that was establishing roots here in this area um, and attending real life and, and people and Pastor Tim and the teachings and worship and all of the things that I learned really grew my faith into a way that God continued bringing back my heart of serving overseas and serving in an international school and in that setting being able to share Christ. So when we went to Rwanda two years ago, um, I... I knew that that was still in my heart somewhere, but there were a lot of things holding me back from pursuing that. But when I was in Rwanda, God made it really clear to me that it was time to look and to start seeking his will in that area of my life. As I was just really praying through, reading scripture, seeking God in this, uh, just continued to feel that prompting to start looking for jobs overseas again. And um the one position that I found that I was looking for, I was looking for a principal position, um, was in Rwanda. <laughs> so I did not see that as a coincidence and thought that that was probably truly something God was just giving me. And I remember applying and finishing the application, which was pretty lengthy, on a Sunday night. And by the time I woke up on Monday morning, I already had received a message asking for an initial interview. And so I went through that process Around October of 2019, I committed to moving to Kigali, which is the capital city of Rwanda, for three years and serve as the primary principal there. So that's what I've been doing this last year. Um, and in that short summary of the whole process and journey it took to get me there, um, it sounds simple. It sounds really easy. That kind of change that I'm choosing for myself seems like that was really easy. It was not easy. It was really difficult. It was really scary. I love living in America. I am happy, was happy working in Montrose schools. Um, loved working there, worked with great people. Loved being involved at real life and being there every Sunday. Loved being close to my family. God blessed me with amazing friends. Uh, a great life group here at Real Life. And all of those things were huge in my life and so important and such a blessing. And I knew that by leaving and going to Rwanda, I was giving all of that up in some fashion. And that was really difficult. I also knew that my decision to make that change affected other people. And so other people then had to deal with that change and they had no control of it. And being able to just understand the emotions attached to that and and feeling that pressure and taking that responsibility on my own shoulders and none of those things were easy <laughs> none of them were but i knew that i needed to be obedient to what god was calling me to do and i did and it has been even though it's a challenging year an interesting year across the entire world it's been very fulfilling so as i was journeying through this change of moving to rwanda a verse that has really just stuck with me for years and helped me through a lot of change um, is in Colossians where it says, set your mind on things above, not on things of earth. And that is where the focus on God comes from for me, that when I'm in the midst of change, when I'm in the midst of situations that are, are challenging or even super exciting or scary, I fix my mind on things above. Things above are constant. 
God is trustworthy. God is faithful. And the things that truly matter versus I could have focused on all of the things that I was giving up and sacrificing. I could have focused on, on honestly the hurt I was causing people by leaving. Um, and if I were to do that, and don't worry, it did happen sometimes on some days, my mind and my emotions went there. In those moments, it would then lead me down a path of, of coming into despair, coming into deep sadness. I wouldn't say depression, but it can for some and it has for me in other situations. Or I can fix my eyes above and fix my eyes on Jesus, where my help comes from, and be able to know that in my obedience to him, he is going to be the one who takes care of the people that I'm leaving behind. He's going to be the one who provides for me in my new place, friends and a church, not to take the place of the ones here because that's impossible, but he's going to protect me. He's going to take care of me and he's going with me because he promises that. He promises to always be with me. And so I had to set my mind on those things, those things from above, those truths from God's word, instead of focusing on the things that I was losing within that change. So I hope that's an encouragement to you because I know in life we all have have changes happening, whether we've chosen them or others have chosen them and it's affecting us, but we have to keep our eyes focused on him. That for me personally is what helps me get through those times when, when things are challenging. So I uh, just wanted to share some things that have happened this year at the school that I've been working at. So the school that I'm at is called Kigali International Community School. It's a mouthful, so we call it Kicks for short. So at Kicks this year, um, it's been an interesting year. Um, I'm gonna share some of the challenging things that have happened this year first. Um, and in this change that has happened, these multiple changes that occurred that were out of our control, that were challenging, the thing that popped up for me was do not despair because it's easy to do that. It's easy for the enemy to get us to the point where we are just in despair. We cannot see any way out of the situation we're in. We cannot see any good coming from the situation. We have no hope that things are going to get better and that can happen and that's where sometimes our minds go and the enemy tries to, to plant those thoughts in our heads, but do not despair. Do not despair because God is with us. So some of the changes that happened this year, first of all, <laughs> when I got to Rwanda in July, uh, we were planning for the opening of school to be in person. And about two weeks before we were going to do that, the government said no schools can be in person, must be online if possible. So for us, it was possible for us to be online, which I'm very thankful for that. Um, but we started a school year online. So the school itself had two new principals. Myself, I uh, principal of the, we call it primary, but it's the elementary school. And we also had a new secondary principal for grades six through 12. And so teachers already have two new supervisors. That's already scary. That's already changed that they did not choose. And then on top of that, for me personally, I'm starting a school year with an entire group of students I've never met. And so those were some very, very challenging circumstances to the start of the school, school year. And honestly, <laughs> We laugh and we joke, but it's really wasn't funny to us in any of these moments. We've had four first days of school this year. So we started online. We were online for the whole first quarter of the school year. We were able to go back in person in October all the way up until Christmas break, which was wonderful. Super exciting to be in person. However, it was another change. So we had been online really getting into the swing of things of how that happens. And then we have a quick turnaround to open in person, which we're excited about, but comes another piece of change, right? And so in that, just so much time spent in prayer, so much time spent encouraging the teachers and staff who were struggling with that change and knowing how to balance the excitement for those who weren't excited and being able to still just be an encouragement to them. So we're online, then we're back in person 
then we have Christmas break. We come back from Christmas break. We're planning on going in person again, starting on, I think, January 17th, Sunday night, 6 p.m. We get an order from the government. Schools are shut down. No one can go back in person. And that was like three hours before bedtime and we were gonna wake up the next morning and go back to school in person. So uh, as a leadership team, we had to go ahead and do a Zoom meeting. <laughs> We've had so many Zoom meetings this year. Uh, do a Zoom meeting and decide our way forward. When are we going to open online again? What's going to be our process? How do we get supplies and all of the things that students need in their hands? And we also knew that we were probably going to be looking at a lockdown sooner than later. So we knew we had to quickly make this transition. So we contact staff Sunday night, let them know to come into school on Monday. We give them about six hours to gather all of the student supplies that they thought they would need for about the next five to six weeks. Everybody was helping with that, all hands on deck. And then we did a curbside pickup of all of their school supplies with all of the students. Tuesday gave teachers a work day so that they were able to switch their plans from in-person to online and make that adjustment. Started school on Wednesday and also went into lockdown as a city. It was, it was pretty severe, pretty intense. Um, and all of that, like, I know that Pastor Tim has talked about isolation and how difficult that is and how, how harmful that is for us emotionally as humans. Um, and so dealing with a lot of those changes and um, for me, like living by myself, being in a new country, personally, that was really difficult. Um, and being able to, to walk through that journey of constant change all throughout the year, uh, being able to go back in person and finish in person, which was exciting. But even then the last week of school, <laughs> we had two students test positive in ninth grade. So we had to shut all of ninth grade down, make their last week of school be online. Had two staff members that were out the last week because they had family members who had tested positive. So the change continued happening all throughout the year. Change that we could not control. Change that was challenging. Um, but in all of that, as a staff, um, and, and me, myself, personally, I always had a choice to get to a point where I was complaining about the decisions that were being made or accepting them and focusing my attention again on the one who can give me peace, who can give me wisdom in those situations, and who can also help me see the positive things that are coming from them. So uh, one of the verses that really stuck with me during that time is from 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. And this is what it says. It says, therefore, we do not despair. Let's say, say that part with me. We do not despair. Even if our physical body is wearing away, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light suffering is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison because we are not looking at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. And when I think about that, that part, even if our physical body is wearing away, I was weary. <laughs> I was so tired. I don't think I've ever been so exhausted in my entire life, especially that last quarter of school with the constant changes. One thing I didn't mention to you, our secondary principal um, was on maternity leave and had gone back to the US and she was still working and doing as much as she could from there, but a six hour time difference, sometimes seven, depending on where she was at the end of a year where you have to be present to be able to do some of the things that need to be done at the end. That was just another thing. And that one for me was the one that was like, I have to keep thinking about this verse. I cannot despair. I cannot change the fact that she is not here. I appreciate that she continues to work, but it put more on my plate. It put more on our director's plate. All of these things were challenging and 
as I continued to get more tired and more tired because I was working from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, which I know many of you experienced the same, I was then getting to the point where I was annoyed more often. <laughs> I was frustrated more easily. I was offended more easily than I normally am. And really had to check my attitude. And, and this is some of the thing that Pastor Tim has been sharing with us too. Like I just had to remember where my help comes from. I had to consistently multiple times a day go before the throne and give him the burdens that I was carrying and ask for him to forgive me for getting grumpy and getting short with people and asking people to forgive me for the times that I got annoyed with them and just being able to continually go to him and and seek him for my strength to seek him for wisdom and decisions that needed to be made and the wonderful thing about God is that he's always there he's always faithful and he is waiting for us always to just come to him and not do things in our own strength because that does not ever work well at least not in the long term for sure so even in that last quarter of the year being more exhausted than i've ever felt in my entire life there still was a peace and a joy that i experienced when i took my focus off of the things that were frustrating the changes that were happening that i didn't like and put them back on the one who could give me peace who can help me see beyond today and also see the eternal value of the things that we were doing as a staff and as a school um that being said those are were challenging changes that happened this year so now we'll we'll switch and we'll talk about some of the positive um, more light-hearted changes that happened this year so so far we've talked about two ways of handling change the first one is to always keep our eyes and our heart and our mind focused on god second one is do not despair and the third one is rejoice always and I just want to share some of the positive things that happened this year that we did rejoice over. So as a school, um, we have about 30 different countries represented by our students and our families and also different religions. We do have students at our school who are practicing Hindu, who are practicing Muslims um, and others who just don't know Jesus. And so we have a amazing, an amazing platform to be able to daily share God with our students. And so one of the ways that we were able to do this this year um, was through an online chapel. Um, so part of the, the restrictions that we had this year in Rwanda was that we were not allowed to have large gatherings at school. So assemblies, in-person chapel were not options for us this year. Um, but me coming to Rwanda and moving from a public school to a Christian school, chapel was honestly one of the things that I was most excited about. I was excited to be able to have that time weekly, to be able to interact with the students, to work with them, and also just be able to share Christ with them in a way that they really needed and in a way that kids can understand. And so I personally was really sad, um, but was thankful for the idea that came that we could try doing chapel online. Let's see how that works. And so since we were online to that first quarter of school, what we decided to do was to do chapel online every Friday morning. And so we did it a live Zoom call. And the first time that we had, it was so encouraged because we asked kids who had siblings in their houses to still just use one device but we had over a hundred devices connected to our Zoom call. And that was representing at least 130 of our elementary students. Um, but the great part about it is that because it was happening in the home, God's word was reaching every one of those households. And I just like, I get so excited when I'm talking about it because it was such a great thing that God used this year. And you could see through the Zoom that sometimes younger siblings who weren't of school age yet were joining their siblings every week to hear what, what was being taught. We also had grandparents that were listening in. We had parents who were joining their students for chapel. And in that time, we were able to still worship together as a whole body of believers. 
we were able to watch videos and have teachings of who God is and lead people through the journey of salvation. And we saw students come to Jesus and make that decision to follow him. And then also saw fruits of that in some of those students throughout the year growing in their faith. And our, our last um, five weeks of school, even when we went back in person, we were still doing the online chapels every Friday. And um, also just receiving some positive feedback from parents of, of how as a family, they were all learning more about Jesus together. And that was such a great thing, a great thing to be part of. Um, my favorite time of the week because I got to um, get a little bit of my own teaching time in that I miss when not being in the classroom anymore. But also just to, to hear kids talk about it once we were in school. And sometimes I give them a challenge to memorize a Bible verse that we were really working through. Our last five weeks, we focused on teachings about the Holy Spirit. And Acts 1-8 was our, our Bible verse. And so I always challenge the kids each week, okay, come find me this week. Tell me your Bible verse. And, and I had some students do that. And just really great to see how God's word is getting written on their heart and planting seeds and growing roots of their faith. And just to be part of that is such a humbling honor. Um, and you all are part of that because of the way that you are supporting me and giving me the um, just encouragement and support to be able to continue serving there. Um, all of that also is just hopefully an encouragement and a blessing to you that you are part of all of those things that are happening at Kicks and happening in Rwanda. Um, so one of the other changes that we saw this year that was a positive one was just teachers changing how they think about teaching. And even though those came because of challenging situations, it was really exciting and really awesome to be able to see teachers get excited about some of the changes they were making and how they taught and the ways that they were doing things online. And so, um, like I said, we had four first days of school, but the second time we had to go online, Teachers already knew what they were doing, and so they were able to, in, in a quicker way, be able to make some really great changes and ways to be able to really support students in the way that they were teaching. And so I was so incredibly proud of them, um, the way that they worked together and collaborated as a team to be able to do that, and also just to be able to be a Christ example and a way to incorporate um, God's word and God's truth into their lessons daily that were happening um, we've also seen some change within our staff this year. So we have some staff that um, just felt called to go back home. They've been there, some of them three years, some of them nine years, um, and just were called back to their home countries um, because we do have about 11 countries represented by our staff. Um, but we also have a new group of staff coming. And so even within a school, especially an international one like ours, we're seeing change in staff every year. Um, but those are still positive changes of God continuing to work in each individual's life, having a plan and a purpose for them. And as a school, being able to just trust God that as a, as a staff member is called back home or called somewhere else, that he's going to provide one that's going to meet the needs that we have as a school and he's providing them during that time for a certain purpose and we just trust that God is providing for all of our needs staffing wise as well. So in the positive things, even in the challenging things, we need to be rejoicing. Rejoicing over everything that God is doing. Even in the challenging times, finding ways to rejoice. In the storm, finding a way to rejoice. What is the positive thing that I can see God's hand in in this moment? And some circumstances are definitely more challenging to do that than others, but it's possible. One of the verses that really helps me remember to do this is in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. It doesn't say sometimes. It doesn't say when you're in a good mood. Rejoice in the Lord always always i will say it again rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all the lord is near do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving 
present requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So as we're facing change, three things that have personally really helped me that are rooted in scripture. The first one is to focus on God, set my mind on things above. The second one is to do not despair, right? Because God is with us. God will make a way. The third one is rejoice always in every single situation. And I have found this to be true in my own life when I'm in a challenging time, that when I am rejoicing and I'm still praising God for even the smallest little thing, the amount of gratitude that I have just continues to grow. And that takes precedence, that takes over some of the negative emotions that I'm feeling. Um, so I really just want to take some time to close today um, with something that I read from a devotional on the Bible app about change. And this is, this is what it said. Without change, there can be nothing new. Our God is creative. Just look around at all he has made. Not only does he want to create, but he enjoys doing new things in our lives. However, to embrace the new, we need to let go of the old. And that's really difficult to do sometimes. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes we're like, okay, the old is good. It's gone. I am happy that it's gone. But sometimes it's really challenging. But another one that I was reading, another author kind of put change in this way, that if you have a seed, it can never turn into a plant unless there is change. And so we are all experiencing change. This last year especially has been so many changes we were never anticipating or expecting. And in each individual person's life, You've had your own non-COVID, non-other things happening in the world changes as well. We're always going to have them. But what can we do about it when change comes or when we're anticipating change? What are you anticipating right now? Are you anticipating a change in your job? Are you anticipating a change in relationship? Are you anticipating a move of some kind? Um, are you just anticipating something good? What changes are you in the middle of right now? Are you in the middle of those things? Whatever it is, whatever change you're going through right now, whatever change you're expecting, anticipating, whatever change comes unexpectedly, remember these three things that have helped me when I've gone through the multiple changes that I've gone through. One, Focus on God. Focus on him. Two, do not despair. There is always hope. And three, rejoice always. It sounds like a simple formula. It is not. It is an intentional choice to do those three things. And the enemy wants nothing more than for you to sink into despair to focus on the change and the problems and the challenges and take your eyes off God, but you cannot, <laughs> you can't, you can't do it because you will then slip into those times of depression or times of despair or times of bitterness or anger or frustration. We have to keep our mind focused on the one who gives us hope, the one who is faithful to his promises. And we have to know what those promises are. I'm going to encourage you to uh, look up a song. This is a song that has really helped me um, through this year. <laughs> I've had it on repeat multiple times um, in evenings when I'm at home by myself and I can really just feel the challenge and spiritual warfare happening and the changes that are going on around me. And it's by Natalie Grant and it's called My Weapon. Please take a moment to look that up on YouTube. It's an amazing song that really does a great job of pointing you to reminding you that your weapon is God's presence. Sitting in God's presence, being in God's presence is my weapon to fight the things that are not of God when I'm in the midst of those changes and I feel depression coming on or I feel anger coming on or I feel 
despair or loneliness or hopelessness, God is my weapon. So Natalie Grant, please take a look at that song. I pray that is as, as much of an encouragement to you as it has been to me over this past year. Uh, just want to take a little bit of time to talk to you if you have not ever made the choice to make Jesus the Lord of your life. All of these things I've been talking about today, the only reason that I am able to rejoice in the midst of what has happened, even the challenges, even the losses, all of those changes, the only reason I'm able to do that is because Jesus is in my life and Jesus is the Lord of my life. And I am really blessed that I was able to surrender my life to him at a really young age and that he has continued to be faithful to me my entire life. But if you have never taken that step, I want you to really think about doing that today. I want you to think about taking that step of surrendering your life to him. He is waiting with open arms, always. There is not anything that you have chosen. There is not any change that has happened in your life that is too much for him to forgive. That is too much for him to carry for you. And the work that he did on the cross to forgive us of all of our sins, to wipe it clean and restore us to a relationship with him, that is our first step in handling any change and being able to keep our mind focused on him, to be able to not despair in the midst of situations that are challenging and to rejoice. The only way I'm able to do that is because I have a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives within me to be able to give me the power and the strength to be able to do those things. So if you have never made that decision and you want to today, I want you to pray with me. I just want you to repeat what I'm going to pray today. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you love me. Jesus, I thank you that you came to earth obedient to the Father, that you died on the cross to save me from all of my sin. God, I confess my sins. I come before you and I ask that you would forgive me. I turn my life over to you. Jesus, I believe that you are God's son. I believe that you came to earth and lived a perfect life, that you died on the cross to take my punishment and that you rose again to give me victory and freedom. God, I love you. I invite you into my life to be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer today, there is a party going on in heaven and the angels are rejoicing because you are now part of God's family. If you did pray that prayer today, we want you to comment in our comment section because we want to just be able to continue putting into your life and helping you on that journey as you continue to grow in your faith in Jesus. For those of you who already know Jesus, but you are maybe in the midst of some change and maybe struggling with that, I want to pray with you today. And I want to ask you some questions. Are you focusing on the Lord? Or are you focusing on the change or the hurts or the challenges you're facing? Are you in despair or are you operating on a place of hope because God can and will use what is going on for your good like Romans 8 28 says? And are you rejoicing or are you in a realm of complaining and really just mulling over and over and over the things that you don't like? These questions are for me too, because I constantly am having changes still continually happening. And I have to remind myself of these three things. So ask yourself those questions. Where are you at in the changes that are happening or in the changes that you know are coming? And I want to pray with you today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are constant that you are the same today, yesterday, and forever. 
and in our lives we know that there's change and that that is constant but that god you are constant you are love you are with us you are for us and not against us god we hand over the changes that are taking place the changes that are challenging to us god we give those to you and we exchange them for your peace, for your hope. God, we trust in your promises. And we thank you that you are going to use whatever is happening in our lives right now for good. Because we are yours and you have called us for your purpose. God, I pray that you will bless every single person who is listening today, who is watching. God, I pray that you would strengthen them that your holy spirit would encourage them god i pray that they would feel your presence wrapped around them like a blanket that they would feel you hugging them right now god that they would know that you are there with them that they are not alone and that they have a god who is fighting for them god we do thank you that you use change to change our hearts and god we just humbly come before you and allow you to work in our hearts in the way that you want to. God, I ask that you would speak to each of us to be able to understand things inside of us that you want to be able to grow and transform. God, we love you. Thank you. I just pray blessings over every single person today. Protection, God, and that you would just continue to speak to them that we would have hearts to hear you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad I had a chance to share with you. Thank you again so much for your support of me, for your love, your encouragement. I just pray God's blessing over real life. And those of you who maybe haven't been here in person, um, just know that you are always welcome. We love you. Have a wonderful day.